You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 82. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. Take up space. Please take up space. And this is kind of contrary to the prior episode, number 81, on giving someone the benefit of the doubt, because that was kind of the argument I was facing. It's like, you're not taking up your space in the world when you don't stand up for yourself. And so I'm going to do the contrary on how to take up space in this world and how I've also started. Now, this is something I've started to do, starting to take up space. And it has been the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. And so I have some really great recent examples of how to take up space. And maybe it'll get your brain thinking of how you can take up space in this world, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if you think it seems rude. And you can still take up space without being rude. I didn't know that. And I just figured that out. Here's how I didn't take up space in my life. I'm a listener. I listen to people. I don't jump in. I don't usually interrupt. And the friends that I have, especially if I look at kind of the old friends, like over years and years and years, they all talk a lot. I know all their stories. They probably know very few of my stories. They know kind of like the surface level things and things like that. But I would say I know a lot more details of their lives because they talk more. They take up space. So navigating the situation where I actually speak more and take up space has been quite a challenge. And I have to say that doing this podcast has been kind of one of the ways in which I am taking up space in this world is that I am putting out my opinions, my viewpoints out there. And, and that's not something that I've often done. And so it was kind of that kind of slow build into actually doing it in my face-to-face life to try to take up space or to practice taking up space, not to try to, but to take up space to exist, to live, to breathe, and not try to minimize my existence in this world just down to my inner being. And for fear of people thinking I was intruding or being rude or or things like that. And I think for me, well, first of all, being an introvert and tending towards listening to people, but also in the way that I was socialized and I allowed that influence into adulthood is that as a person of color, if you take up space, then that gets you noticed and that gets you criticism and that could have detrimental effects, you know, even down to not being safe for you to take up space. So you tend to go into the survival mode of if I don't take up space, nobody notices, nobody can criticize me, and there can be no negative or even detrimental consequences when I do speak up or when I do take a course of action that is noticeable to other people. So one way that I started to do this, and I've spoken about this in several episodes, is when people ask you questions, kind of some of the habitual questions like, how are you? Where are you from? (laughs) Are yes or no questions. We they there tends to be one word answers, and I give one word answers to questions like this, and it and I realized that I was kind of trying to minimize my story in this world, even in situations that are quote unquote safe 
to share your story with other friends. And although it can sometimes not feel safe even to do it with your friends, especially I know for me, being a person of color, and if my other friends are white, it can kind of feel like it's not a safe thing to do. So I started to practice this, and it's to answer those kind of questions with more information. So how are you? I no longer answer with I'm okay or I'm fine kind of that standard, I actually answer that question, even if someone asking it is maybe not interested in hearing anything more. I give two to three sentences and I give something like, I say, I'm doing great. I just got back from holiday at this place and we did this and this and this. So I give something recent that's happened or I'm kind of stressed because we just moved apartments and things like that. So I take those questions that are usually one word I usually give one word and I give two to three sentences about my story. And it takes practice because going from one word to three sentences was a stretch. And now I feel so much more comfortable. And one of the things where I started doing it and practicing it, I actually started to do this in text messages with friends, emails, and that really helped so that I could do it in face-to-face conversations. And the other way that I thought about taking up space is in your body. And I want to, I have so much gratitude towards Roxane Gay for writing her book, Hunger. She talks about life being a woman of size. And it is really a great book. I really recommend that everyone reads it. And she talks about being in a chair in a public space. I think it was on an airline or, yeah, something like that on a plane. And trying to keep her body in a minimal space, even though it was making her so uncomfortable and causing her pain in her body, to make room for the other person. And I thought about this in myself when I go to sit in places where there's benches, you know, public places, and I sit on maybe the end of the bench. And I still think I'm taking up space when people come to sit there and I kind of naturally kind of squish over. Like I try to minimize my body, even though there's room on the bench, I still try to minimize it, like scooch over. And I decided I'm just going to sit here comfortably. And I think a lot of people think that this might be rude. And what the other kind of viewpoint, if you look at it from another stance, is that not everybody needs to be sitting on the bench. And now that may seem kind of like, well, and our brains want to go to the worst case scenario. What about a pregnant woman? What about an elderly person? Of course, there are those situations where you may want to give up your seat and things like that. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you, when your body takes up space in this universe and It can just sit there without you trying to minimize it, without you trying to squish it between all the way to the end of the bench or between the handrails and things like that. It's just to let it be there because not everyone needs a seat. And this is true. If you are living in a world where you have clean drinking water and internet, not everyone has to have a seat where you're sitting and it's okay. Your body can take up that space. And so I really, really tried to, it, it, it's a very difficult thing because it, it's almost like such an automatic jerk to move and, and things like that. And I have just allowed my body to take up space in this universe. It doesn't mean I don't make room for other people. That's not at all what I don't do. 
is just allowing my body to be and take up the space that it is, the size that it is, and just allowing it to be there. The other way that I started taking up space, and this is a more recent one, and it's tied back to the first thing I said about conversation, about answering questions with a little bit longer than one word and with three sentences. What I realized is that in conversation, even digitally and and other forms of communication, I try to get the conversation back to the other person, to take almost like the spotlight off of me. So even when I was sharing my story with people and answering with three sentences, I would automatically then go back and ask them the question, ask them the same question and go back to something they said, even though sometimes it didn't seem to flow naturally to do that. It was kind of like abrupt and I would try to get the conversation back to them and back to them sharing their story. And this has been probably right up there with the body thing, very uncomfortable is I don't ask the question back. I don't take the spotlight off of me. I let my story be. And it's very similar to the body thing. I just let it take up space. I let, I give it breathing room. I share my story and I don't ask a question back of the other person that I'm speaking to. And this has been kind of a little bit interesting because I was, I feel really uncomfortable doing it and I'm such uh, in a hurry to get them to be speaking, to get them to have the spotlight back on them. And what I often realize is it actually doesn't provide space for interesting conversation because if you're always trying to shift the conversation back to somebody else because of your own uncomfortability with allowing your story to be there and your own fears the conversation kind of is staggered and kind of a bit calculated. Not that that's exactly what you're trying to do or what I was trying to do. I was trying to avoid the spotlight. I was trying to avoid my story, just letting it be there. Letting the other person process what I was saying. Letting them add in their own opinion to what I'm saying, even if that opinion, I didn't want to hear it. It's contrary to what I'm saying even to, oh, I really love this television series and this and this and why, and they come back with, you know, and I don't ask them back, what's your favorite television story? Instead, they say, well, I didn't really like your television story. I kind of watched it and I gave up after (laughs) the first two episodes and let them have that contradictory opinion about my story, allowed that criticism. And so that's how I've been kind of taking up space And it's kind of taking up space for beginners, at least for me it is. And I would love to know how you are taking up space. If you're kind of in that introverted, always kind of listener, leave it in the comments and I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.